This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Kiesi. I'm going to start with a light paper, okay? And okay. light because Sounds it's not nice. meaning like um, I have a paper on nitric oxide. I have a paper on like vents. But this paper, I saw the title and I was like, man, I want to read this. It's called Effect of Maternal Voice uh-huh. on Proportion of Oral Feeding in Preterm Infants. First author is Aditya Shikara, and it's in the Journal of Perinatology. It's from a group out of the US. And uh, there's... The background basically says that the following, there's a delay in achievement of successful oral feeding that is common in preterm infants and may prolong their hospital stay. We all know that. Mm. Um, One such potential intervention is exposing preterm infants in the neonatal intensive care unit to their mother's voice. And uh, previously reported benefits <coughs> of exposure to maternal voice in preterm infants include increased cardiorespiratory stability, improved feeding tolerance, development of a larger auditory cortex, and improved neurodevelopmental outcomes. I actually spoke to somebody at TED last year where you could use a software that changes your voice. And so technically, you could record the mother's voice and then by speaking into this microphone, everything that comes out could be could said like the mother. in the mother's yeah, voice. It's super cool. It's very, very cool. It's actually not hard to do. I never really, I mean, as people know, we're busy. I never really thought about like implementing this. Uh, <clears throat> but I saw this paper and I was like, this is very interesting. Now, preterm infants hearing pacifier activated maternal yeah. singing once daily have better non-nutritive sucking, increased oral feeding rate. Increased oral volume intake. Yeah, that's more a or- really cool device. The- more oral feeding per day, faster achievement of full oral feeding compared with control. It's basically, it's like a pacifier. And I think as soon as the kid bites into it, like it activates like, like, like your thank you cards, uh, your that's birthday it. cards. Yeah. And then it just like gets the mother to sing. Now, this paper uh, had an intended purpose to determine the feasibility of exposing preterm infants to maternal voice before feeding and whether exposure to maternal voice immediately prior to attempting feeding would improve the proportion of feed taken orally during that feed. Uh, it was a prospective interventional cohort study. Um, it looked at uh, two study sites that were open bay NICUs where parents could basically had very liberal visitation uh, visitation policies 24 hours per day, and they could stay at the bedside as long as they wished. They included babies who were um, between 28 and 34 and six weeks of gestation. They had to have uh, English-speaking mothers that were above the age of 18 that were treated at one of the two participating NICUs between June 2020 and uh, September 2020, and that were taking less, obviously, than 50% of enteral feeds orally in the two days prior to starting the exposure to the mother's voice. They um, excluded babies with neurological issues, obviously, like PVL, severe IVH, um, and also uh, history of neck and uh, congenital CMV. The intervention itself was basically uh, exposure to maternal voice in the form of a live or recorded reading from a selection of children's books or any other book of uh, the mother's choice. The voice exposure occurred for more than 20 minutes, beginning 20 to 30 minutes prior to the oral feeding, twice daily, once during the day shift, once during the night shift, approximately 12 hours apart each time. Um, and the intervention was stopped after the babies achieved full oral feeds, which sort of feels like, well, you don't need to stop, but I mean, I understand like for, for, (laughs) for study purposes, it, it concluded. And, and it was, I read those papers. You see how like today, what is considered, we have such high tech in our pockets. Uh You could do stuff that would be low friction. Maternal voice was recorded using an iPhone or an iPad with voice memo software. Basically, they just used a voice memo and they just basically stored it on on an iPad and played it. Very straightforward. I mean, when you think about the 80s, like if you wanted to record and play, you had to get all sorts of equipments. You have 
everything you need in your pocket. The recording device, For sure. the, the, yeah. All right, so let's go over some of the results. Of the 37 mothers approached, 78 consented. No infant met exclusion criteria. Of the 29 consented preterm infants, 25 completed the study. And uh, 4% took more than 50% orally within the first two days of oral feeds initiation. It's funny, attrition rate was 12%. One mother was uncomfortable with recording her voice. And I felt like, as we've done the podcast, it's like, I totally get that. (laughs) I could get it. Yeah, I could see that. 8% 8% uh, of infants uh, recording had some technical issues. So they, 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 I'm, I'm assuming the recording didn't record well or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mean gestational age at birth was 31 weeks and the birth weight was 1.6 kilos respectively. That's not super small babies, right? Mm-hmm. But I think it's almost a proof of concept. So compared to preceding baseline, intervention feeds were associated with an adjusted 7.1 percentage point increase in oral intake. That was statistically significant. Mm-hmm. And in the post hoc analysis, a 71% increased likelihood of having the highest feeding readiness score. Uh, that was statistically significant. For people who are not familiar, the feeding readiness score basically is assessing a baby's will- readiness to take in an oral feed. And there's min- multiple cues uh, that um, therapists, providers can look at to determine whether a baby is ready to take a feed. And so in conclusion, this two-center two sorry, prospective interventional cohort study showed that exposure to maternal voice immediately prior to feeds was associated with improved proportions proportion of feed taken orally. Uh, obviously, they're mentioning that uh, it's a small study that we need probably to test this on the larger. But I mean, right. I mean, in the paper, they do talk about the decibels. <laughs> do we? Exactly, right? It's like, it's exactly right. That's exactly my point. Like, so I think- I know uh, we all feel like we have to say that at the end of our studies, but like, we don't. Like, this is a slam dunk. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I was like, you don't need to say that. Like, This what's- is a slam dunk and, 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 and it, it doesn't cost anything potentially depending on what you have in your unit right like even beyond the the cost it's like what's the harm right 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 what's the harm you mean exposing babies to stimuli that is like soothing calming and helps them regulate i Mm -hmm. mean it's a slam dunk they did mention to their to their credit i I want to mention something obviously which is that um they did mention that they were controlling for the levels of decibel and stuff like that so obviously it was not like they made sure that it was not blasting and stuff and stuff so anyway what a cool study so great way i thought to open to open journal like there's no good reason not to take that one to the Bedside. so easy to do like That's literally right. we could all do this tomorrow That's how right. many how many of your babies in your NICU I mean not I'm asking I'm not asking you Daphne obviously because <laughs> I work in the same place but like how many times do you walk by and there's like like some iPad turned on to something either like some some soothing music from YouTube or like some some cartoon that yeah. somebody somebody is playing so listen so I'll, I'll I will say I will say you have to because that you know I you know I've tried it all in, uh, given our resources you you have to have a system in your unit for a parent to just be able to record there and leave it with you because i tried all sorts of things especially during the pandemic to get parents to record at home and send it to their baby's ipad they just they don't they don't have the bandwidth they are not comfortable with it and so you have to just normalize like this is what we do in our unit we record your voice and we leave it here at bedside and when you're not here your baby can still feel like you're here so Mm -hmm. All right. This podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please see your primary care professional. Thank you.